0: Welcome back to Parcast Daily. This month, we're featuring mini episodes from the Female Criminals special series, Black Widow Watch. Today, we're discussing Judy Bueno Año, a Florida woman who murdered a number of boyfriends in order to cash in on their life insurance. You can check out more Black Widow episodes all month long by subscribing to Female Criminals. Listen free every day on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The world had not been kind to Judy Goodyear. After a grueling upbringing, she was far from a perfect young woman. She may have had three children and a handsome husband, but it was far from an ideal suburban life. Yes, she was thrilled that her husband James was back home after a tour in Vietnam, but by August of 1971, less than two months after his return, Judy was feeling stifled trapped. An idea occurred to her, one that would grant her the freedom she desired. In September 1971, James fell horribly ill – nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. On the 13th, he was admitted into a Navy hospital in Orlando. Three days later, He was dead from cardiovascular collapse and renal failure. The doctors couldn't say what had happened to him, even after an autopsy. Because you see, they hadn't thought to check his system for arsenic. Welcome to Black Widow Watch. Like the deadly spider they're named for, many female criminals have used the promise of love to trap and kill their victims. These men believed they'd found the person they would spend their lives with. Instead, they'd wandered right into the web of a deadly predator. Throughout this month, I'm taking a look at the world's most notorious black widows. In these episodes, I'll uncover what made these women decide to murder the people they'd vowed to love and cherish. We'll detail the specific methods they used to carry out these ends. And finally, we'll explore what made their respective prey susceptible to the charms of a predator in disguise. Today we're discussing Judy Bueno Año. She earned the nickname the Black Widow after murdering a number of boyfriends and close family members to cash in on their life insurance. There's no doubt that the killings were for money, but what actually spurred Bueno Año into a life of crime remains an enigma. More on Judy Buenoano after this. Now, back to our Black Widow. Born Judius Welty on April 4, 1943, Judy Buenoano had a rough childhood. Her mother died when she was two, and her father remarried. She claimed to have been treated horribly by her stepmother and five stepbrothers, essentially forced to live like a servant. At age 14, she threw hot grease on one of her stepbrothers and was sent to a reform school for teenage girls. She already had a son, Michael, when she married James Goodyear in the mid-1960s and settled near Orlando, Florida. Goodyear was a sergeant in the U.S. Air Force. They had two more children together before Goodyear left to fight in the Vietnam War. He returned in June of 1971, only to die from illness three months later. His seemingly heartbroken widow received $33,000 from James Goodyear's life insurance policies and an additional $62,000 from the Veterans Administration, flush with cash well over a half million in today's dollars, Judy left Orlando for Pensacola, where she struck up a relationship with Bobby Joe Morris in 1973. They were seemingly a happy family for almost five years. Her oldest son, Michael Goodyear, followed in his father's footsteps and enlisted in the army. However, in 1978, Bobby Joe fell ill with similar symptoms to Judy's first husband—nausea, fever, vomiting. He died, and Judy received another $23,000 in life insurance money. Around this time, she changed her last name to Bueno Año, which is almost Spanish for Goodyear. Soon afterward, her oldest son Michael was discharged from the army for being physically unable to perform his duties. Heavy metal poisoning made him a paraplegic. From then on, the formerly fit 19-year-old was wearing leg and arm braces. On his return from the army, Judy took him and her other son James on a fishing trip on the East River. A local fisherman found their canoe overturned, cooler and bagged sandwiches floating around it in the water. He helped drag Judy and James to the shore, but there was no sign of Michael. Judy told him that he had fallen out of the canoe upriver. They eventually found him at the very bottom of the riverbed, drowned. Another family tragedy, another life insurance policy for Bueno Año, this one totaling $125,000. In 1981, she moved in with a new boyfriend, John Gentry in Florida. Her life seemed to have stabilized. She even started to run her own business, a nail salon in Pensacola. But she wasn't quite comfortable. In November of 1982, Gentry caught a cold, and Judy treated him with vitamins of her own. A month later, he checked himself into the hospital for nausea and vomiting. Unlike her other companions, he recovered and returned home. A few months later, Judy found an excuse to give him her vitamins again. When the pills made him severely ill again, he had them tested. They contained paraformaldehyde. Apparently, suspicion didn't immediately fall on Judy, because Gentry thought the pills had just been poorly manufactured. She could have gotten away with it if she had just stopped there. But she'd invested too much in Gentry. She'd taken out over $500,000 worth of life insurance policies on him, and she was determined to cash in. One fateful evening, Gentry got into his car to run an errand, only for the vehicle to explode around him. Five sticks of dynamite had been placed in the trunk of his car. Somehow Gentry survived. Police were at a loss. Who wanted Gentry dead? Until they found the life insurance policy Judy took out in her fiancé's name. The exorbitant policy and the suspicious death of her oldest son made her the first and only suspect. Michael Goodyear, Bobby Joe Morris, and James Goodyear were all exhumed and tested for poisons. Despite his death by drowning, Michael's body showed abnormally high levels of arsenic, indicating that his heavy metal poisoning was caused by his mother's earlier attempts to kill him. Judy was eventually charged for the murders of James and Michael Goodyear and the attempted murder of John Gentry. Though Bobby Jo Morris also showed signs of arsenic poisoning, she was never tried for that murder. By 1985, she'd been convicted on all three charges, as well as multiple counts of insurance fraud. She was sentenced to 12 years imprisonment for the attempted murder of Gentry, life imprisonment for drowning Michael, and death for poisoning her first husband. After over a decade in prison, She finally was marched to the electric chair on March 30th, 1998. She never admitted guilt to her crimes. Just before her death, she reportedly wrote a poem called Masks, which is the closest thing she ever gave to a confession. It read, "'Don't be fooled by me. Don't be fooled by the face I wear, for I wear a thousand masks.'" Masks I'm afraid to take off, and none of them are me. Pretending is an art that's second nature to me. But don't be fooled. For God's sake, don't be fooled. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to examine the twisted web of yet another Black Widow. For more villainous women, you can catch episodes of Female Criminals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.